Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ever thought about owning a piece of history? Introducing the Newt Gingrich Contract with America coin from Legacy Precious Metals. My limited edition silver coin celebrates the historic Republican victory in 1994, marking a turning point in American politics. Give a gift with real historical weight this season. Order now at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. On this episode of Newt's World, I'm joined by members of my Inner Circle Club for a fascinating conversation about a wide range of issues and topics on their minds. We hold these regular video conference calls so that we can have an honest discussion about what is happening in America today. I find it extraordinarily helpful to me personally in helping think through the issues that are facing us. So I hope you'll find this episode of Newt's World informative. And if you'd like to become a member of my Inner Circle Club, please go to newtsinnercircle.com and sign up for a one- or two-year membership today. There's so much stuff going on, it's kind of hard to figure out where to start. So I'm going to weave my way around. The most recent news, of course, is the one or two missiles that landed on Polish soil, probably either because they were really inaccurate or, as General Keane suggested on Fox a while ago, because the Ukrainian actually had hit the Russian missile and knocked it off course. They did kill two Polish citizens. I suspect Russia will be required to apologize although the Russians are claiming it wasn't their missile. And General Keene made the point, there's no military goal in that area. So it should just be that they were really inaccurate in how they got fired. One of the things people often forget is, for example, in all of the bombardment by Hamas of Israel, most of their rockets don't come anywhere near a target. And it's one of the reasons the Iron Drum works, because they have a computerized system that ignores all the missiles that are irrelevant and only focuses on the handful that are accurate. Two, you had, I thought, the totally bizarre scene. If you haven't seen it, it's worth your pulling it up, of the president of the United States walking across the stage to the dictator of China 
who is standing there waiting. And I'm sure in the Asian sense of loss of face that everybody in China could read, Xi Jinping really matters. He can stand firm. And it made Biden look like he was the supplicant coming over to be on the side of the Chinese dictator. Truly a bizarre scene. I also noticed that the president offered $20 billion in a program to help Indonesia get out of using coal, which is one, a waste of American money. And two, the president in a meeting with Xi Jinping did not, to the best of my knowledge, do anything to suggest that the Chinese quit building coal plants. So if the Chinese are dedicated to building a tremendous number of new coal plants, the fact that we would pour American money into Indonesia makes zero sense to me. Kevin McCarthy became the speaker designate. There were 35 votes against him as the conservatives in the the Freedom Caucus sort of made their pressure point to suggest to Kevin he has to pay attention to them. But he won decisively by a big margin. I think he must have had over 170 votes. He will be the leader of a very narrow margin, but it's not unusual. My next newsletter, which you can get if you don't already, is going to be on the reality that this is the eighth very narrow Congress since 1916. In fact, Denny Hastert, the Republican who followed me in the speakership, had a 221-seat majority one time and a 223-seat majority another time. So these are not, and of course, Pelosi has rammed through an amazing amount of stuff with a four-vote majority. So it's not as abnormal as you might think. At the same time, Steve Scalise got to be the majority leader. Tom Emmer, who had been the head of the Congressional Campaign Committee, won the whips race. Elise was reelected as the conference chair. So the team is ready now on the House side. I can also say, as a former Speaker of the House, the person who is Speaker has enormous power. The biggest single change in this election is Nancy Pelosi handing the gavel to Kevin McCarthy. And I think people need to remember that. That's an enormous achievement. McCarthy led the party to gaining votes in 2020 and again in 2022. So the House Republicans have been gaining votes as the Senate has been losing votes and as the governor's lost seats. And I think it speaks well of McCarthy's leadership. He also reached out to recruit a great number of women to recruit a number of minorities and a large number of veterans. And that team gave him a number of victories in places like Oregon, huge victories in New York, big victories in Florida, which gets me to the last topic before I toss it open to you all. And that is that the big winner election night was Ron DeSantis. DeSantis had barely won 32,000 vote margin in 2018. He came back and won with, I think, a million 600,000 vote margin, carried Miami-Dade County by a huge margin, carried the Latino community. I think 18 of the 19 people he endorsed to be on school boards won. He picked up seats for the House Republicans. He also has a strong, absolute control of the state legislature. It's a remarkable achievement. And I think that it poses for Trump a real challenge. And I just listened to the retiring governor of Arkansas, who was quite comfortable with the idea that he might run too. I think Nikki Haley may run. I think Mike Pompeo may run. Former Vice President Pence almost certainly going to run. So it's going to be a lively field. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Good evening, Mr. Speaker. It's a pleasure as always. Given the lackluster performance in the midterms and the last couple of elections, do you think that it's time for a change in the upper echelons of the Republic of the Republican Party? And not to put too fine a point on it, but I think the Republicans would be far better represented by you than some of our current with some of the current representatives. Thank you, sir. That's very flattering. I would probably single out Senator McConnell. He refused to have an agenda. He refused to spend money early. We now live in a world where the Democrats spend June and July softening up our candidates. We don't put the money in to match them. And the result is, in a number of places, our candidates get defined. In addition, I deeply disagreed with Mitch when he put $4 million in to attack Don Balduck, who ultimately won the nomination in New Hampshire. I think had Mitch put that $4 million into helping Balduck, he probably would be the senator now. I do think that McConnell, despite everything, has probably been the biggest impediment to our being able to get to a majority in the Senate, both because his campaign strategy is wrong and because they don't spend their money early. They they wait until our candidate's already been defined. I would say, in addition, that we have to review everything. 
Now, I've been meeting the last several days with people I rely on, and we're laying out a list of the kind of changes we need. And I will presently outline what I think a real review would require. The fact is, right now, the Democratic machine is faster, tougher, better than our machine. And we're a little bit like a mid-sized college team trying to play in the Super Bowl. That's where we were back in 1985 when I concluded that we had to build a much bigger, much more sophisticated Republican Party. That took nine years. I would say we have a lot to do this year and next year if we think we're going to actually win in 2024. And we shouldn't kid ourselves. We're up against a professional machine that spends a huge amount of money and that is prepared to use all the assets of government to try to run over us. Defeating them in 2024 is going to be a very major challenge. The question that I have mainly is that right now they are pointing fingers and it's not even all over and it's quite self-destructive and has negative consequences. We are attacking, you know, the, the next one and the other one attacks the other one. Everyone is attacking each other here. And nobody, I think, and maybe I'm wrong, and that's why I want to ask you, nobody is actually dissecting the individual races and the areas where we actually lost and we should have at least, you know, perhaps win some of them. So perhaps we didn't really do a good job in that community in the areas were disputed, like Nevada and maybe Arizona, which we lost and we thought we were going to win. What is your thought about that? Is somebody dissecting it or is there a team doing that? That's exactly the right point. Let me say, first of all, a lot of the early reports and early analysis were just plain wrong. Turns out, I think, that we got somewhere between four and six million more votes for the House than the Democrats. That would normally be a great year. So you've got to go back exactly as you said and look at those races, particularly the ones that were very close that we came short on. Nevada, I know because I spent time talking with Adam Laxalt two days before the final results came in. And he said, look, he was matching Masto all the way up to about three weeks before the election. He was ad for ad. He was able to match her. And for some reason, people decided that Laxalt had won. The money got cut off in the last three weeks. She outspent him by more than three to one. So I think you've got to look at each race. You've got to look at New Hampshire, Pennsylvania. You have to look at Arizona, Nevada. I agree with you entirely. I'm concerned about Georgia, and I would remind everybody here, the difference between 50 Republican senators and 49 is the difference between power sharing and being the minority. So electing Herschel Walker really matters. And I hope all of you will help both directly financially and calling anyone you know in Georgia, because this is a really big deal. Jeremy would like to know, following the midterm election results, are you optimistic about the 2024 presidential election? I think there's a very real likelihood we'll win because the biggest negative outcome for the Democrats was that President Biden held an hour-long press conference and said flatly he wasn't going to change anything, he wasn't going to learn anything. Remember, while we didn't do as well as we wanted to in individual races, 75% of the people who voted thought America was on the wrong track. Well, the recession is just starting, and Biden did a very good job of getting these big corporations to not announce the layoffs until after the election. I mean, if they had announced the layoffs a week earlier, the mood of the country would have been much worse. You have 11,000 people being laid off at Meta, which runs Facebook. 
You have another, I think, 10,000 people being laid off at Amazon. You're going to see a significant recession by January. And you also have a president who hasn't learned anything. So he's going to continue to mess up the American energy system. He's going to continue to wander around the planet offering money that he doesn't have. The Republican House is not going to give $20 billion to Indonesia. So I would say the odds are probably at least even money that we can win the election in 2024 and probably pick up the Senate because there are a lot more Democrats up for re-election in 24 than Republicans and probably increase our margin in the House. But it's going to take a lot of work. And frankly, we need to learn the lessons of what went wrong this year. Bob wants to know, Governor Ron DeSantis's re-election seemed to be a massive success for Republicans. What do you think Republicans can learn from his success? DeSantis has done an amazing job. And I would say that he is parallel with President Trump as a front runner for the Republican nomination if he decides to run. A couple of things. First of all, Trumpism works. I mean, the truth is, Ron DeSantis followed almost every single major policy of Trump. He was not a moderate. He didn't go to the center. If anything, he was very tough, particularly on cultural values, on taking on wokeism, and on being prepared to fight over lowering taxes, and on being very tough on crime. So he made Florida a really nice place to live. And he then rose to the occasion when the hurricane hit, proved to be a very good manager during the crisis. DeSantis deserves a lot of credit for all of that. He also proved that being disciplined, not going off and shooting at people randomly and making noise randomly, but having thought through what he's doing is a huge asset because he didn't undermine himself. I can't think of a single major occasion where DeSantis went off and did something that he hadn't carefully thought through. And I think people are going to discover that he's a very serious person. And that's why I rank him as parallel to President Trump as one of the two leaders in terms of thinking about 2024. Jake would like to know, how do you foresee Herschel Walker's runoff with Warnock going? I think it's entirely a function of two things. Raising enough money to make sure that we are in a position to match them on advertising and on turning out the vote. And then second, turning out the vote. If Governor Kemp puts his shoulder to the wheel and gets his organization to turn out the vote, Herschel will win. Governor Kemp had enough additional votes more than Herschel that there's a big potential pool of voters who could show up and vote for Herschel. And we have to make the case to them that the difference for America between a 50-vote Republican Senate, in which case the Republicans have power sharing, have a mutual impact on the committees, have a great deal of ability to do things on the floor, and a 51-vote Democratic majority, in which case the Democrats will, in fact, have dramatically more power. That may not seem like much, but in the way the Senate rules work, it's an enormous difference. And I think that we have to recognize that this is a big, vital race. If every Georgian knows that, and if they turn out to vote, Herschel will win. After all, you know, Governor Kemp won by a big margin. And I think Herschel would have the potential, with Kemp's active support, to have a similar victory. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Two quick questions. First one has to do with the midterms behind us. Is it now time to get the deniers out of the way and look to the future? That's the first one. The second one is, with Trump's problem in Georgia, doesn't that bode badly for Walker? Well, I think it's a mistake for Trump to announce this early, and I think that it doesn't help Herschel. But I think that if Kemp gets actively involved, that will overcome that. And I think Herschel can win and probably should win. I think also that, you know, we need to focus on 24, not 20. We need to focus on the future, not the past. President Trump, has he managed to turn 180 degrees and start thinking as a futurist and as somebody who wants to solve America's problems, or is he still mired down in the past? I think the country sent a clear signal. They want people who look to the future. They want people who solve problems, and they want people who are not going to bicker. You saw that again and again in the election results. Republicans in many ways did remarkably well, picked up seats in places like Oregon, won seats in California, won seats in New York. This was a very unusual and very complex election and deserves being looked at very carefully. Dominic asks, what cultural issues were Republicans not highlighting that the Democrats did well on? On the one hand, people will tell you that abortion was a huge issue. On the other hand, we did dramatically better with women than we did in 2018. We did dramatically better with Latinos. Every election, we're doing better and better with Latinos. I think that you could make an argument that we should probably have been more aggressive in defining our position on abortion. And certainly, somebody who ran with no exceptions of any kind was at a huge disadvantage because that's not where the country is. About 20% of the country 
is for a hardcore right to life, no exceptions, but 20% doesn't win elections. Pennsylvania is probably the best example where we had a candidate for governor who was just simply too radical for the average Pennsylvanian, and that probably indirectly hurt Mehmet Oz. In light of the latest results in Nevada and Arizona and various basement dwelling, debate dodging candidates (laughs) winning their elections, do you believe the Republican Party has become too complacent with the newly adopted process of universal balloting versus reverting back to the transparent and more accountable absentee ballot process of the past decades? In Nevada, the Republican won the governorship. So there may be some opportunity in Nevada for us to tighten up the election law. It's going to be tougher in Arizona right now. But look, in the long run, I think most Americans would like to see us go back to a system where you had to show a photo ID and you have to vote on election day unless you have a really good reason. But this whole process of going to massive mail ballots going out, in some cases to everybody, and then having a week-long or two-week-long counting process, I think most Americans think that that's wrong and that we ought to be able to do dramatically better than that. My question is, I've been a big supporter of President Trump for the past seven years. And unfortunately, I think he sustained a lot of damage by the constant attacks by the Democrats and the media. Can anyone convince President Trump not to run in this election to save the Republican Party? No, (laughs) to be simple. I think the only person who can convince President Trump is President Trump. And I think there are a lot of questions. I think if he were to, in a very disciplined way, to focus on the future, to remind us of what a remarkable president he was. And he was. There's no question in my mind. He's one of the most historic figures in taking on the left, changing the Supreme Court. Look at the inflation rate when he left office. Look at the price of gasoline. Look at our getting energy independence. I mean, in so many ways, he was an astonishing president. But the country, I think, doesn't want to look at the past. They don't want to argue about the 2020 election. They want to look to the future. President Trump has an opportunity to go out now and convince people that he is a future-oriented problem solver, capable of working with the Republican Party and of working with independents and with moderate Democrats. If he does that, he'll probably be the nominee. If he doesn't do that, then I think somebody like Governor DeSantis has a huge opportunity. Let me remind all of you, by the way, I find these very valuable. We have these great questions, great conversation, chance for me to be thinking about things. If you have friends you think would like to be involved, please encourage them to join the Inner Circle, to go to Gingrich 360 and go to Inner Circle. We'd love to have them join, and we'll be doing this again in the near future. Thank you for listening, and thank you to members of my Inner Circle Club. If you'd like to become a member, please go to newtsinnercircle.com and sign up for a one- or two-year membership today. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howell, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World.
Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to—like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 